Welcome to Health and Wellness University, the podcast focused on helping you reach optimal levels of health and wellness. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of Health and Wellness University. I hope that you are doing well. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about water. And I've talked about water in the past. You know, we are uh, comprised of an incredible percentage of water, right? And it's really important that we stay hydrated. Not only does it keep our brain functioning at high levels and give us great energy, um, it lubricates our joints, right? It allows us to oxygenate our body, um, you know, and it really, really helps uh, regulate our body te- body temperature, everything from ensuring that our digestive system is working uh, properly, uh, releasing and flushing out any body waste. It helps in so many different ways, right? Including your blood pressure. Um, and one of the things, though, is what happens when water intersects with systemic racism. And this was actually the case in Flint, Michigan. And I don't know that you uh, know the extent of what happened. Maybe you heard about it. But in Flint, Michigan, in 2014, what the city did then was they ended up switching their drinking water supply from Detroit's system to the Flint River in order to save money. Imagine drinking water that causes two or three times the levels of lead in your blood. And not just you as an adult, if you have children, their levels of lead is increasing by two or three times as well. Imagine that your water smells really bad and it has a, a really nasty color. And not only that, it, it, it tastes like metal and pipe. As a result, you end up getting itchy skin, you lose your hair, you have these skin rash outbreaks. Right? And imagine complaining about it for a week and nothing happens. And then imagine complaining about it for two and three weeks and nothing happens. You complain about it for a month, three months, six months, nine months, a year, and nothing happens. And you continue complaining about it for 14 months, 16 months, 18 months until something actually happens. Imagine complaining about this issue for 18 months before something is done. That's what happened in Flint, Michigan. See, there was an inadequate treatment and testing of the water that resulted in major water quality issues for the residents of Flint, Michigan. And in case you didn't know, back in 2014, 
the racial makeup of Flint was 57% black, 37% white, and 6% others. So over half the population was black. As a result of this issue, the, Mis the Michigan Civil Rights Commission ended up doing an in-depth analysis, investigation, research into why this happened the way that it happened. And I went through the report and it's incredibly powerful. I actually hadn't read it before, but it really provides a detailed timeline a detailed outline of why this happened. And here is where we have, and I'll say probably for the first time in our history, where a state civil rights commission connects systemic racism to an inadequate water and health crisis. And just to read from the actual report so that you have the words of the Michigan, the Michigan Civil Rights Commission. They said, the commission recognizes that there have been numerous articles, hearings, studies, reports, and investigation into Flint's water crisis. Many focused on the technical aspects of the water crisis. What anti-corrosive material should have been added? What about testing for lead in the water? Is the current lead and copper rule sufficient? Others examined the decision-making tree. Who made what decisions and when, and what were the effects of those decisions? And of course, the Attorney General began his investigation into potential criminal wrongdoing. The Michigan Civil Rights Commission believes that to properly and completely assess the causes of the Flint water crisis, we must look back much further. We believe the underlying issue is a historical is historical and systemic, dates back nearly a century, and has at its foundation race and segregation of the Flint community. These historical policies, practices, laws, and norms fostered and perpetuated separation of race, wealth, and opportunity. As we explored our premise, we focused on several major areas, implicit bias, the history of segregated housing and education in Flint, and finally, environmental justice and the emergency manager law and how they interconnected to play significant roles leading to the Flint water crisis. The, city's long, the city of Flint's long history of segregation in housing and education played a role. Historically, Flint's community of color was long relegated to substandard housing, education, and job opportunities. Initially, the segregation 
was a result of both private discrimination, restricted covenants, and government policies, mortgage requirements, school district lines, etc. These policies built upon each other to such an extent that if you were an African American or an immigrant for certain, from certain countries, it was almost impossible for you to buy a home outside a few neighborhoods designated for people of color or to attend a school that wasn't overcrowded, let alone one that would prepare you for, you, prepare you for college. And the report really goes into extensive detail around the historical component that led to, in 2014, 2015, the, the Flint water crisis. And the impact of it, the impact is it's still, you know, we still don't fully, uh, you know, we know a lot in the short term, but the impact's going to continue for decades to come to the community of Flint, right? And, and there, there were definitely, you know, lawsuits filed and, 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 and motions granted to ensure that, that, you know, the children and, and, and the elderly uh, would have access to safe drinking water, right? Through, through a, particularly through a bottled water delivery system, right? And they were provided filter installations, but that period, that year and a half, two years for some, where high levels of corrosive metals and lead, uh, you know, was consumed, that may never be undone. And so I wanted to share this because it is important that we continue having conversations around how health and wellness, environmental justice intersects with systemic racism in our society. It is important that if you are able to get a glass, pour water into it, and you don't have to think about your water having any sort of corrosive metals in it that will make you unhealthy, you have a very high level of privilege that even to this day, not everybody has. So with that, I hope that that provides you some food for thought in terms of the intersection between water and systemic racism. And that you take one, your water, you know, that you don't take your water for granted, but also that you take steps to see how you can help others who may not have that simple benefit in their lives to ensure that their health is not impacted in a negative way, to ensure that they don't have serious health impacts that can lead to very, very negative consequences, health consequences, including death. All right. 
I'll leave you with that. I hope that you are doing well, that you are staying healthy, that you are staying safe, that you are nurturing your holistic well-being, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally. And if you are able to do that, I hope that in some ways you're able to help others do the same. Take care. Catch you at the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health and Wellness University. Make sure you follow Health and Wellness University on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn for additional empowering content. Just search for Health and Wellness University and it will come right up. Also, don't hesitate to reach out to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com should you wish to attend or be a speaker at our annual San Francisco Health and Wellness Conference. If you are looking for accountability in the context of your health and wellness, please accept this invitation to join the Self-Empower Hour, which is a powerful accountability group. For more details, just shoot an email over to healthandwellnessuniversity at gmail.com. Take care, and as always, wishing you great health and wellness.